This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Golf with Jay Delsing. Along with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Coming up on our show, former PGA Tour player, longtime PGA Tour broadcaster, one of the funniest guys on tour, and that is Gary McCord. Great to see you, Jay, and looking forward to visiting with Gary. Oh, Danny, I can't wait. When I think of Gary McCord, back in the day, he was a magician. He was a hell of a golfer as well and but just a a bright guy that didn't take much uh serious a fun guy to be around were you paired with him very often and if so what were those conversations like oh yeah well he's on the line only of right only only a few times because i think in my i think i'd love to ask him this when he went over to cbs but i think it was in like 1987 or something so i would have only played Got to play two years with him. But, yeah, I got paired with him before. He's a uh, Southern California guy. Always had a, a, a smile on his face, an extremely sarcastic guy, and told some funny jokes. Just a, a fun guy to be around, really. I can't wait to ask him right off the bat. I want to ask him about the Masters because yeah. he is not allowed to broadcast at the Masters anymore, which is hard to believe. If you're CBS Sports and you're golf, you're crown jewel is the masters right here's a guy that gets himself kicked out of the masters what i want to know is how the hell did he stay with cbs right i mean he got to think they're gonna run his ass out of town well they must have thought you know what the masters it's a different animal and we've got one heck of a broadcaster here so we can live with the idea that he's gonna miss this we understand there's tradition different rules but we need this guy every other saturday too though Danny, I totally agree. And I'll tell you something that I remember. Tom Watson had something to do with this because I can remember a shouting match. I think we were at Pebble Beach. I'm not exactly sure, but they stepped off to the side and I'm thinking, you know, golfers don't know how to fight. So there's not going to be a fight. They're just going to scream at one another. But I think Tom wrote a letter Something that's jarring my mind, but we got to ask Gary about that. We'll ask him about that. I also want to get into his role in movies, and in particular, Tin Cup, because Tin Cup has become one of the great golf movies in the history of the sport, and he had a prominent role on a couple of scenes, and I wonder if some of those scenes were taken from his ideas or maybe past playing experiences or whatever, but I know he had a pretty big role in Tin Cup. Oh, no, 100%. I think you're spot on. There's going to be some sort of quirky crazy, marginally stupid tie-in to his life or to his experiences or something that, you know, he's going to turn into a really fun story. And those parts of the movies were just a blast. I mean, you know, when they started, when you when you start thinking about... Hit the uh, pelican off the Hit the, uh, the pelican, stick. yeah, right. And you're like, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, so much fun. And then, and also then, you know, standing out there knowing I can hit this shot, you're like... You're about to run out of golf. <laughs> right. you, know, you know, you I don't know if you can. I think you can, but if you don't do it on this one, we're done because we don't have any balls. Hey, it begs the question: How many balls as a PGA Tour player can you bring on the course? Because if you're the average 
duffer like myself, I got a whole load of balls in my bag. Yeah. But how about for you guys? We can, you can, there's no limit. But what happens is that, as you know, it weighs your bag down. So your looper is not going to be happy no, with you if no, you load no. that up. I would say typically the average tour pro will bring three sleeves to a dozen for okay. every round. Yep. I did see. Billy Kratzer at the Anheuser-Busch Golf Classic. Quick story, Danny. I'm playing in the afternoon, a Thursday, and I hear there's an upper and a lower locker room, and I'm in the upper locker room, and I hear this, just this ruckus downstairs. It's throwing stuff and some some F-bombs and all uh-huh. sorts of other things, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go in there. You know, I'll just right. wait. I'll wait till the shrapnel, you know, dies down. And... I see Billy Kratzer, who could run hot, and I really like Billy. Played a lot of golf with Billy. He's a mainstay on the Golf Channel now. He's walking storms out of there with his all of his stuff. Obviously, Billy was throwing stuff around. Come to find out, Billy's ca- uh, caddy, Spider, had given a, So Billy gives Spider a dozen balls at the start of the day. On the first hole, he hits his his ball in the fairway bunker and hits a little thin out. This is a day before Pro V1s. So this was Balada. You look at it wrong, it's cut. So he skins one out of the bunker on number one and uh, takes the ball out of play. He goes over to number five. It's a par three, and he hits it off to the right a little bit and goes in the water. There's number two. Goes off to number seven. It's a par five and had a cart path all the way down the right side, Danny. Billy hits his drive. It bounces like three times on the cart path, goes down there. He gets on the green and hits his ball on the green in two. So he's got an eagle putt, and he says to his playing partners, guys, this ball landed on the cart path three times. Look at it. It's cut. It's out of play. I'm taking it out of play. Guy says, no problem. He takes it and tosses it into the hazard right alongside the green. So that's the third ball. And he says to Spider, Spider, give me another ball. And Spider's quiet. And Billy says, Spider, I said, give me another ball. And he says, boss, we don't have any more balls. And he says, Spider, give give me another ball. And he says, boss. You brought out a dozen, and the bag was too heavy, so I sold them. He goes, I I didn't think we were going to need it. We only had three, and you just threw the last one into the water. (laughs) Did he fire him on the spot? Fired him on the spot. No, he said, you carry my bag. It was was unbelievable. So, now, here's a rule. If you were playing with him, and he was actually playing the tour edition. It was a Spalding ball back in the day. Norman played it. Like three or four guys on tour played it. If he would have been playing it, you could borrow a ball from your playing uh, uh, partners. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them were playing it. Both guys were playing Titleist. Unbelievable. He had to walk in. That was it. Seventh green, DQ'd. Because you ran out of golf balls. On the Range is brought to you by Family Golf and Learning. Great story. Family Golf and Learning (laughs) Center, as well as the Gateway section of the PGA. Uh, Let's go to our tip of the cap. And I'm sure we're going to talk about maybe some broadcasters that are in the game of golf. Absolutely. And I want to thank Colin Burnt and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Any car needs you have, call Colin. He is a great guy. He will take care of you. We're tipping our cap today to our favorite broadcasters. Jim Nance is at the top of my list. I'm a fan of Paul Azinger. I'm a fan of Brad Faxon. Uh, Some of the other guys with the accents, I'm not quite as big a fan of, but Jim Nance and his golf and the guys that tell the story for us, I I just think it's, it's remarkable. We 
almost take them for granted, Danny, until they're not there and you realize how much you really miss them or what they do to enhance the watching experience, not only as golfers, but as sports fans. And so we're tipping our cap to those guys. We appreciate the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood for the support of the show and Colin Burnt. And you can reach him at 314-966-0303. This is On the Range, again presented by Family Golf and Learning Center and the Gateway section of the PGA. Coming up should be a treat, longtime broadcaster on tour, and that is Gary McCord. This is presented by Golf with Jay Delsing, Darty Business Solutions. That was On the Range with Jay Delsing. For news on the latest golf equipment, tips, and to ask Jay a question, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. Coming up, it's the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. Darty Business Solutions, the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consulting firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the St. Louis region? Of course they are. But here are a few other important things to know about Doherty Business Solutions. They are the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They are the presenting sponsor and were the first presenting sponsor of the Advocate Professional Golfers event at Glen Echo that will be held there this year as well. They are also the founders of Access Point. This is a community game changer. It builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball this year. It supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are more examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions does in our community. Family Golf and Learning Center, no matter your age or skill level. Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA, LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, and so much more. This is St. Louis's premier practice facility. To schedule a lesson or to find out what they can offer you and your family, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. The official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show is the Dean Team. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They provide me, Pearlie, and our families with all of our cars. The reason we went with the Dean Team is because we could trust them. We knew at the Dean Team they were going to take care of us, and they have. They made the entire car buying experience so simple. It was more than just simply selling us a vehicle. The Dean Team made our car buying experience seamless and enjoyable throughout that entire process. The Dean Team has the complete car buying steps done before you head into their showroom. They're ready to answer all your questions and set your mind at ease when buying a vehicle. At the Dean Team, they offer new, pre-owned, and all the services included with your Dean Team purchase. When you're with the Dean Team, they become lifelong friends. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, located on Manchester Road in Kirkwood. The Dean Team. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. 
Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit AscensionCharityClassic.com. This is the Front Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 10th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Find out more at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our special guest, Gary McCord, former PGA Tour player. He played in over 400 PGA Tour events. Now, that was impressive, but he really made his mark as one of the great analysts in golf. Analysis, wit, fun, that comes with Gary McCord. So, Gary, thanks for coming on the show. We know you're busy. We certainly appreciate it. Let's start right away. What are you up to these days? Well, we've got, uh, I mean, you know, you, you got to stay busy when you're 100 years old like I am, or you just kind of lose lose all faith with, with uh, life. So, I we started... Uh, Peter Costas and I have a uh, podcast uh, called Costas and McCord off the rockers that we're doing. It's kind of fun. You know, you stay, you stay current. You got to study a little bit and, and talk to people and, uh, and do things. So that, that's been, that's been fun to put all this together. We've only been out there for like three weeks. And so that's uh, kind of what I'm, I'm doing now, playing some golf, doing, still doing golf outings and stuff and you know just staying busy like you guys you had a unique experience when it comes to the masters as a broadcaster can you tell our listeners what happened and what that was like for you well i started uh started augusta doing the masters in 1986 for cbs was my first year jim nance had just come aboard too so he and i were kind of new together at, at augusta it was interesting the um the do's and the don'ts when they meet with you and what you can do and what you can't do. As Jay knows, I probably wasn't as wasn't <laughs> And it was just after the first meeting, it was just kind of a matter of time. We didn't know when. So but it lasted, you know, I lasted for like for like eight years through nineteen ninety four when I finally put down uh, euthanized, I guess you could say. <laughs> and um, I just, you know, I, I I hate cliches. I just, I, I can't stand it. So what I, what I try to do in the broadcast business is I, you know, I take a, I take a saying that everybody uses and I, I just said literally rewrite it a hundred times. So whatever it was like, you know, it came up short and you know, rewrite it or, Oh, he's dead there. Tag on his toe. He's on the slab. He's in a body bag, you know, just <laughs> something, just keep fresh. And that was the one thing that I was told when I started the business that would it would be best if you kept fresh. Fresh meaning don't – if you're predictable what you're going to say in that business, uh, you're not going to last very long. So that's kind of what I did. And um, I used a couple of those cliches. <laughs> um, it was over the green. I was on the 17th hole. And if you hit it, Jay, you know, if you hit it over the green on 17 and the pin's back right, there's nothing you know everybody says you're dead down there so i said oh you know he's got a tag on his toe or he's in the slabbers in a body bag uh, they didn't like that finally this is 
Jose Maria Olofabo, who was leading the golf tournament. He won the golf tournament that year, 94. And he was out there in the fairway, and the pin was in the same position. And we went to a commercial break. And I, up in the tower, to stay fresh like that, I, I had magazines. Um, <laughs> before we could actually get, you know, our computers, we could get up there and, and get, get a signal. And uh, I had second magazines all the time. I mean, from Mad Magazine to Scientific American. And I just go rattle through them during commercial breaks, not to read anything, but just pick up words, right? And then words go clanking around in my head, and then it comes out some way. So I was, I was reading that time. I was reading the magazine, uh, People magazine about, I live in Escondido, California, used to. And uh, they had a spa there named the Golden Door, very expensive spa. And uh, they had, a, it was a menu of things that you could get done. Uh, <laughs> something you do with cucumbers you put in your eyes, right? Seaweed wraps and, and bikini waxes and stuff. So bikini wax, oh, that's interesting. So, you know, Jose hit the ball on the wrong side of the green there, and he had nothing on the putt. It was just a big old sweeper. And when it started down, it wasn't going to stop. And I said, I, you know, I, these guys are afraid of these greens. I, in fact, I don't think they mow them. I think they bikini wax them. You know, and he hit it 12 feet by the hole, and that was that. And then a couple of three, four days later, um, that was it. <laughs> wow. Find something else to do that week every year. So that's, Gary, uh, that's Gary, kind of what happened. Wasn't it, wasn't it the letter that Tom Watson wrote that really kind of started the ball rolling? Yeah, yeah. I don't think at that point Masters had anything to do with it until they got a letter. And so they sent it. Somehow Frank got the letter. Frank Cherkany, our producer, director, got the letter. He gave it to me at Hilton Head the next week, and it was in pencil. And I go, what's this? And he goes, well, I said, I wrote a letter to, to Augusta or to us. And he goes, I think to Augusta. And he said, they just sent it on to me. And I went, oh, this is not good, is it, Frank? He goes, no, it's not good. <laughs> and uh, nothing happened for like three days. And then he called me back in the office, and he goes, okay, now, now all of a sudden the storm started. And that was it. And um, so that then it was just, you know, at that point, CBS, that is their that is their their big uh, product is is Augusta. I mean, it's as big as anything they have in in their arsenal of uh, of sports. So they're not going to protect a stupid announcer in any way, shape, or form politically. So I really had to fight the fight myself and try not to get you know totally fired from CBS. So it was an interesting not a fight, but it was an interesting survival class. To figure out how to, you know, I got kicked out of the biggest tournament in front of the most people, and now I'm gonna not. I keep working for CBS, and with that lingering over your head, so it was interesting. That that whole thing was very, very interesting to uh, go through that landmine, a landmine of, of that field of landmines to try to figure out how to do this whole thing with zero help from from anybody. Frank says I can't help you. The president told me he can't help, so. That that was that was interesting. That was a hell of a class right there. And and you had some words with Tom. I forget what tournament we were playing in, but I remember a little bit of that. Yeah, I was at. Um, we were registering at. Is uh, it a Pebble? Yeah. And uh, we came in on the same charter flight, and he was there, and he was in front of me <laughs> getting in line. And so I decided we're that's enough. We're going to talk about this. So we went over to the corner there and uh, yelled a little bit at each other. So. <laughs> That was it. We got each each of us got our got our say in, and uh, we went on our way. We're we're fine. We're fine. 
I'm so curious because your personality came across on the television for all the viewers every Saturday and Sunday, and it was great. It brought the average fan into the game with uh, some humor, with educational points of the game of golf. And back to the Masters for a bit, did did that bother you because of their unique rules that all of a sudden you couldn't show off your personality? No, that was it was one of the things on my list that I had to you know to cope with was to do I change uh, because of that? And how do you go forward f- from there? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be who I am. That's why Frank hired me. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing the same things. Uh, start, try to stay fresh, make sure, you know, you know, the players um, and try to communicate with the people in, you know, short bursts, five second intervals, think the picture fast and get out. And, and, uh, and that was it. So I just I just stuck with that and tried to stay above that fray. And that was it. And then at the end, I do remember at the end, you know, this the whole woke thing kind of I know Barkley and I have talked about it. Charles Barkley and I have talked about it a bunch. I got to a point where I was editing myself as I was speaking, which is not a good situation. Because <laughs> um, how it would come out before it was just you just fire. Right. And you just go. And uh, then you you edited everything you were about ready to say to see who would offend. That got a little cumbersome um, as far as communications. And I know Charles is the same thing. And that's he was going to quit when he was 60. He was he said he'd had enough, of course. And then they offered him because he met with Greg Norman about doing the live thing. They gave him a two hundred million dollar contract, and Charles didn't quit. So uh, no one offered me that. So, uh, <laughs> that would make I you unretire right away, man. I mean, what yeah. the hell kind Good of money? Gary, what was it like? You know, Cherkanian, he was such a character. And I can remember he would ride the golf course every, you know, while we're playing Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And he was such a fun, colorful guy. But behind the scenes and behind the, the television, there's some really crazy stories with Frank. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole group was crazy. It was quite a learning process. I was still playing. I wasn't, I wasn't going to... You know, I had no no uh, uh, future plans of doing television or anything. It was just a happen chance deal, meeting with Frank. I remember <laughs> the first time that um, I'd asked him if, if I could come and watch. I was on the policy board, 1980, when did I start the policy board? 83 or something to about 87. I was one of the three player directors. And I remember at CBS where I was on an airplane with him. I asked Frank if I could come into the trucks and watch him do a a televised event. It was a memorial. I didn't know anything about television, but I'm making decisions, you know, as to contracts with CBS at that point, ESPN, ABC. I didn't know anything about television. I just wanted to watch, see what happens and how they do it, and get a, you know, get an idea. So he goes, yeah, I and I played a lot on the tour, didn't make a whole lot of money. So I was semi-broke. And I asked, I said, can I stay in the, uh, your hotel there? And I, he said, yeah, yeah, come on, check in. I'll, I'll put you up there. So I went out there the first day. And he said, we have we have meetings at night, production meetings at night. Uh, okay, I, you need to go to the production meeting. Was, okay. So it was in the bar at the hotel. <laughs> and, um, and so then we went in the bar, and then we went to dinner, and I was sitting next to Pat Summerall. And these guys were all lighting up and everything. You know, I was still playing. I'm, you know, I'm grinding them trying to, you know, trying to hit four irons up in the air with a little cut. <laughs> and um, 
or eat, or eat all of a sudden sit next to some roll. All of a sudden, we're you know we're eating a salad, and uh, he's he's got uh, he's got rope for dressing on his salad. All of a sudden, he goes face first in his salad, just boom. And I'm sitting next to him. I'm looking over, and he's he's in the his face is in the salad. He's not moving. And I'm like, God, what the hell? And everybody keeps talking like it's nothing. So finally, I'm sitting there. He's drowning in the rope for dressing. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm brand new there. So all of a sudden, Ben Wright comes around the thing and, and grabs his head, pulls him out of the salad, wipes his face off, and walks him up to the to the elevator, takes him to his room, puts him to bed, comes back, and they just keep talking. No one said a word. <laughs> but what the hell is Unbelievable. this? Unbelievable. What just happened? You know, and that was my first first time there working with them when I was playing, and I thought that was interesting. They lived hard. They lived very, very hard. So then, you know, I started to work for them and play, and then you've got to draw a line at some point, right? That job looked pretty good, so it kind of morphed into me quitting and, and playing. But it was to to work under Frank. He was the leader of the pack. He started everything in television and, and knew what he was doing, and, and you did it his way, and that was the only way. But it was a great way to learn the business. I love it when Gary McCord pops up in a movie. How did acting or your appearance in movies come about? I was home, and, and I got uh, my agent called me and said, listen, I got a, I got a movie script here, and um, they want you to take a look at it. They want you to be a part of it as a technical director and actor and um help with the help with everything in the movie about golf uh, what he goes yeah he said i'll send it to you so i got this uh script and it, on the it's a cover letter on the front it says warner brothers it says a movie uh working title was called tin cup the bar Don't scene is great when kevin costner you know and they they have the uh the bet and you're sitting there doing the uh the play-by-play, or at least the analyst work. I can't remember what you grabbed for your microphone, but that is the best. Oh, that was yeah. You know when I when I read when I read the damn script. When you when you get a script and you're in it, they tell you you're in it. The first thing you do is you go through a script real fast to see how many times your name's mentioned. You know <laughs> line uh, because you know if you're in there like twice in a in a script. I think that the script was forty. 43 pages, Wow! I think. And I was in there a lot. read it, and I was reading it, and I go, well, I did a lot of these things. And I go, how the hell would he know I did these things? Or they just somehow wrote wrote this script, and it coincided with what I did. And I, Pelican scene was, oh, Jay, you'll remember this. We were in, um, he might not have been on the tour then. We were in Pensacola, playing the uh, Pensacola Open. Perdido Bay. What? Was, yeah, was, yeah, play there. Yeah. yeah. And we were in a... Um, a condo, and it was a rain out the whole day. It was just an absolute deluge, and you really couldn't even go outside. So it was me, John Schroeder, Bill Calfee. You know, we're all sharing a room trying to cut cut expenses down. We were on an inlet there, and we had a wharf out there, and we were playing gin. And I go to the back, my back bedroom, and take a leak or something. I don't know what I was doing. And my clubs were back there and everything. I start to walk out back down the hallway, and I look, and a pelican landed on on the wharf out there. And I looked and I had my bag there and a bunch of balls. And I go, Hey guys, give me 10 shots. And I'll bet you I can knock that Pelican off his purse. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I got to open the doors. I got back there and I I, I look at this thing, man, this thing got hard. It was probably 150 yards, but I had to hit through a hallway through the living room 
open the sliding glass doors, get it through that, get it over a wooden railing, and then get it out, you know, towards the towards the inlet there, the canal. <laughs> I'm back there and I'm going, now I'm thinking, God, I can't, I got to hit down on this thing. I can't take a divot. I'm going <laughs> to ruin the carpet. I'm going to pay for it. And if I pull it, I'm going to hit the sliding glass door, which is going to be a lot of money. My God, this shot got really hard. So I hit this thing and I picked it and I <laughs> and I went to the hallway and I went to the living room and just missed the sliding glass doors because you got to cut a little bit to put some spin on. And I looked at this going right at this damn bird. They're all looking. And I went right up. Right over the top of his head, about a foot over his head, he flew off the deal. And I went nuts. Probably the best shot I ever had in my life. I did that. We were screwing around there. And there was no social media then. This was back in the early 90s. So all of a sudden, you know, it's it's in the movie. And I go, so I called. And the other one was, I made a, you remember the old, um, in Memphis, did you play uh, Colonial? Colonial Country? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember the 16th hole? You had to hit it over the trees and lay it up short of the water. Oh, yeah. The green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I hit it over there, and I had it was on a Friday. I had to make the cut. I had to birdie two of the last three. So I was in know, that situation I, a I lot. Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I hit it over there, and I had a four iron left in my second shot, and I killed it perfect. And it hits the pilings in the front, bounce in the water. My caddy starts to walk down to the drop area by the green. I said, no, 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 give me the ball because I'm now I'm done. I can't give me a ball. I can do this. So seven balls later, <laughs> I four inch, and my caddy comes up to me. He's got a golf ball in his left hand and another club in the other hand. And I was obviously pissed. And I said, I got nose to nose with him. I said, what is this for? Pointing to the three iron he gave me. He says, this is the last ball you got. And, you know, the worst thing is, you know, you can't, you can't run out of balls. You can't, you can't do it. You can't do a rob um, because the boys will get you next week. So I hit the three. I hit it on. made a 45-footer for 16. So <laughs> that was that scene in the movie, too. And I, I called my agent. I said, if this is all true, call Ron Shelton up, and I need to talk to him. So I get a hold of Ron Shelton. I think it was, it was that day. And I said, where the hell did you get this? And he goes, well, you did it. I said, yeah, but no one knows I did that. It was, you know hundred years ago, and there was no way in any communication. He says, yeah, I read it in Golf Week. I said, what'd you read in Golf Week? He said, about the 16. And I like that. I like the idea. He kept going for it. <laughs> I'm missing a cut anyway, right? It didn't matter. And uh, the Pelican was, he had heard that somewhere. And so I said, okay, if, if you're serious about doing this, why don't you come out and let's talk about it? You know, I was just testing him. You know, I knew who he was, obviously. He was a superstar in the, in the business. He, he flew in. He got Kevin Costner's airplane. He flew in, and, and we we went hiking and, and had cocktails every night and had a ball. And I said, yeah, I'll do this. This will be fun. So it was. It was a ball. It was three months. And, uh, you know, in the inside of that whole thing, and then helped produce with Gary Foster, who did it. And it was, it was great. Fantastic. I can remember when it first came out, Gary, and it was so, you know, golf hadn't, we really hadn't had the Tiger effect yet, and it was so much fun to see everybody on the big screen. fun part was when you go to the openings, you know, the red carpet deal, and you're in New York and stuff. I was a menace to society on those <laughs> openings, coming down the, the, the red carpet. I made uh, Kevin walk in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you get up there. I, you know, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay back here. I'm the last guy in. Yeah, it, it was a great experience, and it was it was a busy time. I was playing. I was in a bunch of golf outings, and that took three months to shoot. So I was flying all over the place. Gary McCord is our guest on Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Doherty Business Solutions. And this is great. Gary, if you could stay with us through the break, that would be fantastic. We head to the back nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. That was the front nine, presented by the Ascension Charity Classic. Coming up, it's the back nine and more of golf with Jay Delsing. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA again for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. This is their third year of support. Over 300 men and women in our area supporting golf and making our golf experiences so much better. Through PGA Reach, PGA Hope, the Junior League, and the list goes on and on. These are just examples of programs and charitable aspects at different opportunities that our section supports and enhances in our community. Whether it's a driving range somewhere, your country club, or whatever it is, and it has to do with golf, our section and their members will have their hands in it and involved in it. Our professionals are there making the game better for everyone. We want to thank the Gateway section of St. Louis. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. This is Jay Delsing. Did you know that Marcone is the largest authorized appliance parts distributor in the world? That's right, the largest in the world. Did you know that Marcone is based right here in our backyard of St. Louis, Missouri? Well, that's pretty impressive. What's more impressive is the way that they give back to the St. Louis community and our region. CEO Jim Sowers has donated service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women of our armed forces. Suites at St. Louis Blues Games have been donated and auctioned off in which all proceeds were given to the backstoppers. Then there was the Marcone Police and Firefighters Viewing Deck at the Ascension Charity Classic this past year. It was a huge success. So much so that it's being implemented on other tour stops around on the PGA Tour. To Jim Sowers and his incredible team at Marcone, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marcone, a proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Powers Insurance and Risk Management combines 200 years of experience and cutting-edge products to deliver exceptional service, value, and clarity to their clients. Powers Insurance will deliver the highest quality property and casual insurance programs and strategic planning consultation services in the industry. Insurance can be overwhelming and confusing. It can be tough to understand. Powers Insurance simplifies it for you and your business. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you by providing ongoing assistance, consultation, 
and service that will help you control your insurance expenses and your workplace safety. Find out how Powers Insurance can help you. Visit powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com. This is the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf, located in Brentwood. See what Pro-Am Golf can do for you. Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And our guest is Gary McCord, former PGA Tour player, played in over 400 PGA Tour events. Now, Gary, a lot of people know you from work in movies or your work on CBS as a broadcaster, but pretty darn good player. Jay and I were talking during the break. Uh, let's go back into your playing career just for a moment. Did you split your pants and were you not wearing underwear at a particular PGA Tour event? You know, when you're going bad, all you're doing is going to the And you, you lose where you are in time and space, and you lose doing your laundry. <laughs> and I, had, at this point, probably two to three days of, um, of going um, commando. And it was just, you know, it was the lay of the land. I, just, I mean, I was you're practicing all day. It's, we're in Memphis. It was hotter than hell. Last thing I wanted to do is go and sit in a laundry room somewhere and do my laundry. And I, I should have just, but anyway, I didn't have, and I had some, I'll never forget the pants. They were cotton pants and they were plaid. It was, you know, we were in the Johnny Miller era. So everybody was plaid and it was cotton and I'm playing and, um, I get out there, and I mean, it is Tarzan hot out there. And I've been down on about the sixth hole, way away from the clubhouse, fifth hole, something like that in Memphis. I heard a rip started. I went down, got behind the ball, squat down to see the line, and it started to rip, and it ripped from the top of my fly, underneath, all the way down, all the way around and back up to where the belt loops are. Just blew it up. <laughs> and now I kind of... Ah, so I put, you know, obviously there's people out there watching. I put my legs together. I tell my guy, come on, come on. I said, give, give me my rain pants. I said, I've had an accident here. He goes, what? I go, it's not my pants. Get my rain gear. He goes, I don't got your rain gear. They're in the, you know, the caddies when it's 100,000 degrees, there's nothing that bad. So all they got at the golf balls. They take everything out. And I go, you don't, he said, no, they're in my car. Put them in my car in Caddy parking lot, which is, what, 10 miles away from where, where we are. So I go, no, no, now i got a problem. And I, I'm looking around. What am I going to do? I can't, I can't take a step. I can't do I surely can't get behind the ball and look at the line. I mean, it's so I, I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm, what do I do? I'm playing with Rod Curl. A win to India, 100% win to India. Okay, I got an idea. So I had one towel left. I told them, Can you give me the, just give me the towel. So I got the towel and, and, and put it like a loincloth, you know, tucked it in the front of my belt. I said, go get another towel. You know, they take stuff out of the bag. There's, there's only a one towel, you know, to wash the golf balls. And I said, go to the other guys and beg for another towel. And so he goes, I see him talking to the other caddies. And one caddy got in his bag, and he actually had another towel, thank goodness. So I put that, and I put it behind me and tucked it in. So now I've got two towels as loincloths. And my golf swing at that time 
was I had a I was I had a very close position at the top of the club face. So when you do that, you have to have a lot of lateral slide to block the toe from flipping over and duck hooks. Yeah, I wasn't very good. I was just out there slapping around. And so I get and we I go down to putt. And it was perfect. One class high and everything. I go to the next tee and I took you know a couple practice swings. Man, that towel's flying all over the place. <laughs> well, this is Hilarious. I had to really quiet my lower body down to hit a golf ball, like just standing there and not doing anything. You just give it a whack. Right. Well, I shoot three under the front <laughs> and my caddy goes at the turn. He goes, he goes, all right. He says, I'll stall. There's the pro shop is right there. Go in and get you some pants and, uh, and we'll go. And I go, Nope. I said, I got something going here with these loincloths. As anyway, I shot 67. I shot 67. Probably was the greatest lesson I ever had in golf and got the idea that, you know, I got to quit doing what I was doing before because my pants split because I refused to do my laundry. So that's that story, and that's true. Hey, hey Gary, how's Phil Mickelson doing? I know you guys are tight. Man, don't know. I don't know. We're at our, at our club, all of the, the members that are really good players were all part of his golf team, his buddies, really good buddies. They have not heard from him in two years. Not one of them. Not one of them. His caddy is out there as a member, and uh, he's not caddying for him anymore. He used to be. Uh, he hasn't heard much. I mean, he's he's really kind of dissolved all of the relationships that he had prior. And I mean, just literally, literally off the face of the earth. We haven't seen him. Nobody's talked to him. His best. I play golf with his best friend all the time. He hasn't heard anything from him in two years. I can't bring you up on anything because I don't know anything. The the guy's so talented and he was so fun. It just almost seems like something got so out of hand. I don't know if the personal finance, you know, you hear all these stories because we don't know anymore. I just hate it. Yeah, we don't. There's, a, there's an interesting book that's going to be coming out. Written by um, written by Billy Walters. Oh, okay. Billy Walters is the gambler from Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy's Billy's the probably the greatest gambler of our generation, and probably most generations. Um, and you know, he and Phil were really tight. Billy's a, a good friend of mine. He's got a book coming out. It's supposed to come out the day before. I was going to have him on the show. It was the day before the the uh, Super Bowl. The lawyers are still looking over this. <laughs> looking over the content for defamation and so forth because Billy's a character and he's, you know, grew up in Vegas around the boys and stuff. And Phil was part of this, uh, of Billy going to, to prison for the insider trading. And Billy kind of blames Phil for, for that, for him going. So shouldn't be too complimentary <laughs> on Phil, uh, but this book should be really, really interesting. Uh, I can't, the only book I think I've ever in my lifetime, I've just, dying to read about any and everything about his way of life. And Phil was a big part of it. You know, I, I don't know, maybe that'll throw some light on it, but as we know it, there was, you know, the only thing I can tell you that he was going to, Phil was going to go to CBS and then be the announced, uh, the lead analyst at CBS. And then he won the PGA championship. So that might've changed a little bit, but he had a red carpet right, right to CBS and, and doing that. And, you know, we talked about that a bunch, his brand uh, when he's on every week and he is the authority. And he, Jay, as you know, he, he would have been really, really good mm -hmm. at uh, being an analyst because he's got a lot of BS. 
fantastic <laughs> fantastic one of the best one of world class and he would have been great up there in the tower so he had every everything in front of him you know right after the win at 51 of the pj championship and then you know the red carpet right into that uh, you know one of the great positions of all time right next to jimmy nance so that whole the whole thing is just it blew up so fast and it got so acrimonious so fast. Interesting. The whole play was interesting. Gary, I, I can imagine that you have all different walks of life that want to play a round of golf with Gary McCord. So I, I'm curious about who's been the most interesting for you. You've had actors like Clint Eastwood. You've had great players in the game of golf. You've had probably other sports figures that say, man, I'd love to play a round of golf with you. Who's been the most interesting, though, for you? Jay knows this guy. Not many people know this guy, but but he's he's one of my dear friends in life. And this guy's story is is beyond comprehension. The the stuff this guy has done. His name is Johnny Jacobs. And JJ, uh, Jay, you know you know who <laughs> JJ is. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, he's still alive. I don't know how he's still alive. It's impossible I, that he's still alive. So dude. who is JJ? Absolutely. Let's put it this way. Um, John Daly, John Daly's idol in life was Johnny Jacobs. Yeah. That ought to give you some idea wow. of, uh, of where this is, but he, he's legendary. I mean, and legendary. And, uh, we've done a, we've done a couple of things. Uh, when I was working for Sirius radio, BJ tour radio, I had JJ on just to tell stories and I get a phone call after the first round from the CEO of serious and i thought oh man i'm gonna get in trouble here what what i do and he goes who was that guy and i go he's a buddy of mine he's kind of a legend in the legend in golf but no one really knows him and he goes i want him on every week <laughs> i go, I know everybody does. <laughs> but you can't find him and he's you know he's over here and he's over there and he's dodging people and stuff like that so Johnny, I think it was he. He and I we play we play golf together every day when he lived in Arizona here, and it was uh, you, you know I I can't he's a, he's a, one of my dear friends and he's nuts and he is freaking nuts. So he would he would be the guy. Bill Murray was right there. Bill was I, I watched an amazement. Bill could do stand up for five and a half six hours while he's doing doing the pro am and never never use the same line, never use the same uh, comedic. Uh, uh, experience uh, he would just come up with this stuff constantly and it was amazing of, of the energy and so forth the, the, those two those two guys have probably got it I remember Roger Maltby who was such a good guy as well telling me a story about driving down the 405 freeway in the back seat sleeping and JJ gets pulled over on the side of the road and he thinks he's still driving and a cop walks up and taps on the window and JJ's working the wheel like he's still driving that story is true. It can go for 20 minutes. Um, they were down, and they are on the 405 freeway, and they were going to SC. JJ went to SC. He went to enroll. He went there for two days. Um, <laughs> of course and, he did. And they're coming back on the road, and there's JJ's. There's three guys in the car, and JJ's buddy, one of them was George Shortridge. He was passed out, leaning against the right window, and um, nicknamed Luke, his name Everybody called him Luke. Everybody in San Diego called everybody Luke, never by their first name. And it was JJ's 
best buddy. And this is a guy that JJ learned how to live life from. Okay. So you can understand that Luke's a little screwed up. <laughs> and Luke was driving and JJ was passed out in the back seat. And they're coming back from his enrollment and they played golf at SC. And then they came, they were driving back on the San Diego freeway. And the last thing JJ remembers was that Luke had pulled into the fast lane of the 405. So the next scene was he wakes up to this pounding, pounding. And Johnny says he got up and he looked up and he sees George Shortridge is still passed out against the window. And Luke has got both hands on the wheel and the engine is just raging. And he's going, he's going to hear again. He hears this knock, 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 knock hard on the, on the window. And Luke's got, takes one hand off the steering wheel and starts rolling down the window and looks out and there's a cop standing there. <laughs> And he goes, he looks at the cop and he goes, how'd you catch me? <laughs> so I, well, he flipped it in the neutral on the fast lane of the 405 freeway somehow. And all the cars obviously were passing it. So he just gassed it as hard as he could because he couldn't catch up. But he just parked in the fast lane of the 405 freeway. <laughs> and the cop arrested all three of them. <laughs> just mayhem <laughs> and that's i mean that's just one of four million stories on this idiot hey gary we, we appreciate your time so much you've been so gracious uh with us the stories i mean we keep going on and on but i know jay feels the same way you got it guys you got it really appreciate it gary keep well and hope to see you soon you got it partner. see ya take care Man, that was great with Gary McCord, Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin with you. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. The 19th hole is coming up. This has been the Back Nine, presented by Pro-Am Golf. We'll make the turn into the clubhouse and head into the 19th hole. That's next on Golf with Jay Delsing. Delsing here, and since 1975, Tom DeGrand and his children have founded and run the top golf store in all of St. Louis. It's located on South Brentwood. The DeGrands and Pro-Am Golf Centers have been helping all of St. Louis play better golf through better equipment, lessons on the indoor simulators, and by getting you fitted using the state-of-the-art technology. Call 314 647 8054 and set up your personal fitting with CJ. He's the best and he will help you find the right equipment that's perfect for your game. For nearly 50 years, St. Louis has trusted their games to Pro-Am Golf. Don't you think it's time to take your game to the next level? Call 314-647-8054 or visit them on the web at ProAmGolfUSA.com. It's Pro-Am Golf. Family Golf and Learning Center, no matter your age or skill level. Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Hey guys, Jay Delsing here. And listen up. Remember this name. 
Redbird Heating and Cooling. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. 314-320-9507. This is a family-owned and operated St. Louis business. Owner and CEO Jed Dickinson leads their apprenticeship program called the Veterans Vocational. He will teach and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours while you get licensed, as you get paid working for the company. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling, 314-320-9507 or redbirdhvac.com. Start your new career as a licensed HVAC specialist with Redbird Heating and Cooling. This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc., can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and let's head to the 19th hole. What a treat that was to visit with Gary McCord. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. That was fun. You know what, Danny? How about how those stories were taken from his, like we were wondering, they actually were taken from his life. He said, I did that. And the guy said, I know. And he goes, how do you know that? You know, so that's really fun. Splits his pants and has a great round. And he's like, I'm not buying new clothes. I mean, right. how funny is that? And, and, and going commando out there. That's impressive. How about, uh, I loved your question. How about his relationship with Phil Mickelson? And he said, haven't heard from him. Two years. How about that? Huh? And they were very close, you yep. mentioned. Very close. Yep, very, very close. And and and, uh, and he said his best friend hadn't heard from him in over two years. Makes me think about the live guys. We haven't heard from Greg Norman. We haven't really heard what the next step is with nope. the PGA Tour and right. live. Right. It, it's, it's just a, a cloud of uncertainty right now. We know they're going to merge. I mean, that's been made public, but yet since that time, Everybody's kind of gone dark on this thing. They really have. They don't know. So I've been texting a bunch of my buddies, Brad Faxon, Davis Love, some of these guys. None of them know. We don't even know the condition of Jay Monahan. We know that he's supposed to return at some point in time, but we know that his family's asked for privacy. So, you know, one of the things that the PGA Tour does, Danny, is handles this stuff in-house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 so they're they're going, going to respect his privacy, and nothing will get out until Monahan lets it out. What do you think happens with these players? They get a year, what's called a suspension, two-year suspension. Do we know if they've been paid in full? All these things have to be resolved before – you see it all come together. Right, and I don't know what that means. So let's say um, they're going to continue playing 
on live, uh, some sort of modified live schedule while there's still litigation going on, but then they let them back on the PGA Tour. That means to me that the PGA Tours got PGA Tour players that didn't go got paid. They got paid a lot. A and lot. Rory, Tiger, Ricky, JT, Spieth, you go up into Colin Morikawa, you go up of Tony Finau, up and down the line. That means those, somehow or another, those players were compensated. And, and then in terms of a, 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 a sitting out, I don't, I don't really know what that looks like. I really don't know what that looks like. Hey, before we say goodbye, we need to uh, give away some golf balls. Oh, yeah. Guys, reach out to me, Jay, at jdelsingolf.com. Uh, spell J-A-Y out on both ends of that. And just put the word balls in the subject somewhere along the line, and we'll put your name in a hat, and we will draw out. Uh, we draw out a, a name each week, and we send them a dozen TP5 golf balls, compliments of Jeff Thornhill and TaylorMade Golf Company, and you were playing the TP5 just two days ago. I got the TP5s. I love them. Don't yeah. hit them straight, but I love them. Yeah, I don't have the straight-hitting balls either, and you got a little personalization on I there. I do. That's really cool, and that's a damn good ball. It's a great ball. By the way, very quickly, preparation, I'm going to keep asking you this, for the Ascension Charity Classic, how's it going? It's going well. i got to tell you, I'm playing the gold tees every single day i'm playing them a lot of days with you in fact and the golf course is in great shape um it's been really fun my body doesn't feel as good as it did in april this the the golf just takes its toll on it but i like it it's been fun i'm playing what five days a week uh doing a little bit of practicing here and there and uh, it's it's coming along i'm in much better shape this time this year than I was two years ago before the very first, the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic. Jaybird, you've got three pro-ams, and then you've got the actual tournament. So It's a big go. week, D. It's a big week. you gotta, you got to be ready for it, and... And we're preparing. We're out yeah. there. We're we're gonna we're gonna get out there. And the pro amps are awesome, folks. If you want to play in a on a in a bucket list sort of experience, ascensioncharityclassic.com, and uh, and come out and play with us, man. It'll be fun. Hey, this is a lot of fun. Our thanks to Gary McCord. We're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. And Jay, how do we end the show? Hit him straight, St. Louis. Hey, St. Louis, Delsing here. Call Redbird Heating and Cooling or visit them on the web at redbirdhvac.com to become part of their team. They offer great pay and the opportunity to become a licensed HVAC specialist while you work for them. This is a fantastic opportunity to earn a great wage. Don't wait. Call them today. 314-320-9507. That's 314-320-9507. Redbird Heating and Cooling. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. 
and now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Hey, Jay Delsing here, and I'm privileged to have Darty Business Solutions as the title sponsor for the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Every Sunday, 9 a.m., tune in for all the latest in the world of golf. And don't forget to send me an email, jay at jdelsinggolf.com, to enter to win a dozen TP5 golf balls that we give away each week. That's Golf with Jay Delsing, Sunday mornings at 9.